Hey everybody, and welcome to the Mad Men Recap. I'm Paul. This is John. And uh, we're back for another episode, John, and it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And I blame myself. I do. I do I too. would like to apologize to you and everyone out in the listening intertron. Well, we'll see how you do on the show, and maybe we'll forgive you. Guess what, John? Yep. I know it's been a long time, but I had I did learn six things about this episode. It's called Six Months Leave. Um, it is the ninth episode in you season lear- two. You learned six things? Did I learn six things? Did I say I six? You said six. Okay. I was trying to overcompensate for being gone for so long. I, I still only learned three. Okay. Can I tell you the first one? Let's hear it. Turns out wine plus cheating husbands equals evil bitches. Mainly just Betty, though. It's only one. Number two. Piss Drunk takes on a whole new meeting this time. And this is a sad face for Freddy. I know you can't see it, but it's here. Um, the last one. Was it Milwaukee? Yep. Son of a bitch! I knew it! I knew it the whole time! <laughs> Why didn't I just say Milwaukee? Anyway, John, I had a fun time with this episode. This was... Yeah, I... You feel bad. You feel bad. You get uh, oh. you lose a a great character as well as a uh, uh, a famous person. You know, the the show opens up with Don in a hotel room reading the Marilyn Monroe death. I feel like if this is really how it was back then, it's uh, it's a stark difference to today because every time a famous person dies today, everybody's like, "Oh, that's a shame," and then just kind of goes on with their business. No. I- no, I mean, I completely... other than Michael Jackson, who who we're still doing memorials for, um, okay, proven wrong there, Paul. But still, this this seems a bit uh, a bit over. I I mean, no, no one cried at my office for um, for the King of Pop. I think people felt uh, closer to the public figures back then. You think so? Yeah, I think the the media was a little bit easier on them. They were portrayed differently. You know, there wasn't this. Uh, you didn't have TMZ and Entertainment Tonight and people digging in. And I was going to say, without TMZ, I don't feel close to anyone, John. Cool. So, we, <laughs> uh, we move on and uh, go from the apartment to the home, where Betty's just kind of sitting distraught and distracted uh, on the bed and walks to the top of the stairs. And I don't know about you, but I, it seems like this is maybe the 42nd time we've had a top-of-the-stairs camera shot. I like the it's, top of the stairs shot. It's, it seems like uh, whoever is the director. If you notice, they change directors all the time, and yet they stick with this shot. Well, no, just because you change directors doesn't mean that you're changing. Uh, you should see if it's if your um, your camera guy, and uh, not the camera guy, but what's it called? Uh, oh. Your director of photography is probably the same. Oh, you know what I mean. That oh. doesn't mean just because the director's the director doesn't necessarily mean he's directing each shot. It just means he's directing like the action. I see. So okay, we we should check that out, which we haven't done. Yeah, but uh, but so she just goes to the top and watch the kids leave without saying anything, without saying goodbye. An awful. Uh, very very uh, you know very upset, very despondent still from all of her trials with Mister Draper, who we flash to in the office and see him walking into the elevator with Hollis, the elevator operator. And I Peggy. like that guy. You like Hollis? For all I don't the know, crap see, he puts up with with these stupid people from. Uh, Sterling Cooper. Yeah, well, he has kind of like a very deep line right there, where you know he says um, he says some people just hide in plain sight, hey, kind of like him, <laughs> just like Don. You mean? Oh no, just like Hollis. 
How is he hiding in plain sight? He's like a black guy that nobody ever notices. Oh, see, I read that as like Don's hiding in plain sight. No, Don just doesn't tell anybody anything. Oh, well, that's like, still hiding. Just because you don't. I mean, I mean, I don't want to nitpick here, John. I don't want to split hairs. Yeah. Okay. Split away. You're right. But they uh, they get to the top. <laughs> and no, it's kind of funny because like Peggy has this really quick, uh, short little Don Draper moment where she's like, "Wow, if we had gone with that Playtex campaign, we'd have to pull everything." Yeah, and uh, you could, uh, Don was like, oh, very good. Aren't you the <laughs> smart one? And, and then we see all the girls really upset, crying, talking about Marilyn. Big deal, big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, Don, doesn't Don ask uh, Jane if she needs to go home? Yeah. Come on, just suck it up. Who, who are you? Like, you knew her? You, you knew her then? Oh, uh, yeah, well... And then we get to we get into the boardroom and we see that there is now uh, a very nice gesture being poured forth by Sterling Cooper. They're going to have a blood drive. Hey-oh. And uh, apparently Don is heading up the board to set this up. Does does Cosgrove even look like he could spare any blood? Yes. You know what I mean? Like he looks kind of sickly and thin and unable to donate, but he does. That's true, but surprisingly, you have a higher volume of blood in weenies. Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so they set it up, and Don's running in. We find out that, that Cosgrove has <laughs> no interest in just helping people. Oh, no. Of course not. Uh, we, we just kind of go through kind of go through the details. Uh, and then we go back home, and we see Betty doing, like, all the stuff you never do. And she's doing it just to get through the day. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know how I would handle such a thing, uh, you know, to be in her position. Uh, but I don't feel as if I would line my drawers. What? Uh, yes. She's in the kitchen. She's in the kitchen and uh, doing that thing where you cut out the contact paper to line the inside of the cupboards and drawers uh, in the kitchen. And yep. I, I don't know. I feel as if I feel as if that might be the last thing I would do. Yeah, no, and she's, you know, she's uh, emptied out the refrigerator. She's putting a, a bowl of boiling water to defrost the little freezer. Um, just stuff you never do. I guess maybe just to feel, I don't know. No, just to get through the day. Just to get through the day? Okay. Yeah. I guess And then so. uh, back to the office. I think right. this is crazy because Jane came, comes into uh, Don's office and in a, uh, in a way, kind of calls him out and asks him what's wrong, right? Well, no. Well, not really. She made a mistake. Oh, right, because uh, uh, little Sally Draper called, right? Right, right. How does this, how does this go? So, uh, Sally called the office because uh, Betty told Sally that Don was on a business trip but didn't give her a return date. So Sally, being industrious and intelligent for her age, called the yeah. office and says, when is, th- when is Daddy coming home from his business trip? And instead of Jane giving a, an I don't know or I'll check, she says Wednesday. Oh. Yes. Okay. So she put a definitive day on it, which was kind of a goof uh, on her part. And so that's what she does. She comes in to, to acknowledge her mistake. And uh, Don, you know, Don doesn't um, um, get too mad at her. He, he says it's personal. He's not going to discuss it. But uh, uh, I, I do like when he says, I don't know you. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is enough yeah. for a discussion. That was it. Was, was good. It was good stuff. She, Thank you. She Don. doesn't strike me as the type I would chat with. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't spend any time sp- uh, speaking with her. No, seriously. And uh, and now back to back to Betty, and 
Just kind of got her midday frock on. Uh, you know, read, wine. reading some books, drinking some booze. Sounds like a good right. day to me, John. I tell you what, her book that she picked up, The Ship of Fools by Catherine Ann Porter. Yes. Uh, that was that was a bestseller. That was a, a big, big book back in 1960. It's Six, a, 60 new. 62. 62. 62. It was a okay. new book. Yeah. All it right. Was, uh, I got you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to read about a cruise ship? Which is what it's about. I don't know if you can see me, but I have both hands in the air. All right. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and now we get to Freddie. Oh man, I tell you what, Freddie's got to be one of the best characters on this show. I know. It's that's why this is so. He's like upsetting. he's probably the most likable guy besides Roger. Like just straight up, I'd like to go hang out with this guy. I I think he's more likable. I think Roger is just uh, you know snappier. Yeah, I, I, I like Freddie. Yeah, so Man. so so. Anyways, Pete, Peggy, Sal, they walk in the office, and, and right away Freddie says that you know he's a little upset because his, his oldest daughter's been having some some troubles with her her boyfriends. So he's probably a little drinking heavier uh, than normal. Um, I think it's pretty funny when Sal says he'll take a drink, and Freddie hands him like his glass full to the top. Full to the top of bourbon, uh, right before the meeting, John. Literally, yes. if you drank that, I don't care how tough you are. If you drank that before going, you would be drunk. Yeah, absolutely. you'd be straight up drunk, I, unless you're a full blown alcoholic, which I don't believe Sal is. Oh, but I think Freddie is, so he's probably at four of those. Yeah, indeed. And and what hap- what happens to Freddie because he's have probably had four of those. But let's say though, Freddie still is able to read the copy and kind of make the pitch. Perfectly. Yeah, pretty well. And then uh, he does turn around and he, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to put this lightly, John. He pees himself. He pees him. He, he, he pees himself. And he doesn't realize it. He doesn't really realize. I mean, he, he does after uh, Sal laughs. And I got to say, this is, this, I mean, and I realize this is a very hard thing to act. But uh, Sal's laughing at him uh, is, uh, it just feels really forced. Yeah, yeah, but I, I like that it was three three distinct reactions. You know, Sal's cracking up at, at, that somebody would do that. Yeah, Pete, Pete is just disgusted. Pete's a and, and and he, and he is, and you know, and Peggy's obviously concerned. You know, she wants the pitch to go well, but she doesn't want bad thing to happen to Freddie. I would imagine the correct reaction from all three should be concern, especially when he passes out. Yeah, and then uh, what? Pete goes over and says, "He's not dead. He's fine." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so they just kind of all decide to just run. Well, no, they're gonna do. They're gonna do damage control. Yeah. They're gonna tell the clients that Freddie's sick. They're gonna tell Abigail that uh, you know Freddie is not to come to the meeting. Yeah. Um, Pete's gonna meet them at the front. Sal and Peggy go to the off the uh, the boardroom to wait. You know, I thought they did a good job. Perfect cover, John. Perfect yeah. cover. So. Then we flash back to Betts, passed out on the couch uh, with a little bit of wine left. And mm-hmm. the doorbell's a ringing, John. Yep. We got a friend coming by. Turns out it's her riding partner. What's her name? Miss Sarah Beth Carson. Miss Sarah Beth Carson, who is, uh, she seems like a pretty nice lady. I got nothing against Carson. No. Um, she's coming over to borrow a dress because I think she has a dinner uh, this evening with her husband. And she's talking about how, you know... Person's like the nicest guy. He just loves the hell from her. Uh, never does anything wrong. She's a little bored in the relationship, you can tell. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, she tells uh, Betty how Don is perfect. 
Yes, yes. Which, uh, you know, and, and uh, Sarah Beth, you, you might think that she's kind of, um, she's kind of uh, not paying attention to Betty, but I think she just feels Betty's not feeling well. Yes, exactly. It's, just, it's not yeah. that she's like looking, looking over Betty's concern or, uh, or that kind of thing. I mean, let's face it. Betty always looks like this. Uh, well, I mean, now she not, does. Well, not like all matted down and unkept, but just right. like her mannerisms are usually like this. She's an unhappy person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. But uh, but yeah, you know, and, and Sarah Beth does uh, does admit that she does have uh, many thoughts about our uh, our friend at the stables. The weenie at the stables. Uh, yeah. yeah. Arthur. Yes. Yes. Is Mr. Case. Name? Mr. Arthur Case. Arthur Case. What a douche. Man, he's a creepy dude. He just seems like he's going to... He's very awkward. He's yeah. Yes, that's what it is. He's not smooth at all. No. I don't know. Do they just make everybody everybody else on the show completely unsmooth so that uh, Roger and Don look like golden gods of smoothness? <laughs> In a word, yes. Yes, indeed. But so anyway, so yeah, she borrows a couple dresses, and uh, and and Betty's like, "No, we're not," because it's it's more than just a dinner; it's a dinner party uh-huh. that they were supposed to go to. But uh, she's like, "No, no, I'm not feeling so good." So the next thing we see, um, Freddie wake up um, in his uh, in his office, and he uh, slowly realizes that he has indeed urinated in his own pants. And shoe. And sloppy shoe. And has to find his way out of the office. So he does what any man would do and grabs his coat and briefcase and hat and holds it over his crotch as he walks out of the office with a bit of a uh, sloshing sound, which I thought may have been a little overdone. But uh, but nonetheless, uh, it drives the point across. Yeah, and then we, uh, we see Roger coming into his office. And uh, it's, just, it's just, he's always, he's always just... Uh, Right on the beat with the quick lines. Indeed. He sees Joan laying on the couch and says, Many's the time I have dreamed of finding you like this. Uh, Joan is uh, laying on uh, Roger's couch, uh, horribly upset by the whole Marilyn uh, debacle, as you, uh, you could say. Uh, um, she, I understand, I can understand how Joan would feel more of a personal connection to her. Um, just because she lives that kind of life almost. Are you serious? I do, because she, she really depends on strictly her looks and the way she's built on her success, and the same thing with Marilyn. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, Marilyn wasn't the best actress ever, but she captivated the world with her... Actually, she was pretty yeah. good. She was really pretty good. I didn't, I didn't find her to be entertaining whatsoever. Um, seriously? Seriously. Let's have, you, have you seen a Marilyn you, movie? Yes. Have you have you decided to turn this into a Maryland uh, fight, John? Because I don't think you want to get into this ring. Seven year itch, funniest I'm, movie ever. I'm throwing, I'm throwing, I'm throwing punches. There we go. But yeah, so but you know she doesn't. No, no. Uh, you know what? I can throw out one too. Some like it hot. How about that? How about it? How about that? Is she in that? Really? Okay. You're gonna do that. But anyways, we see that uh, Joe doesn't always just uh, get you know, wowed by Roger's charm. She's like, you know, she's not really having the jokes and, and uh, you know, lets him know. Well, Roger pulls out what I said earlier in the episode that, you know, you didn't know her. Right, right. You know, she didn't know you. I mean, there was, there's no, there's no reason for this. 
and I think uh, I think I was right in what I said earlier that they do have. She does feel a connection to Marilyn's life. Yep, and then so and she just says, you know, you you'll lose somebody you uh, you care about, and and heads out the door. Yeah, which takes us back in the door at the Draper household. Don is bringing the kids back from dinner. Yeah, uh, because he supposedly came back from his business trip. Right, exactly, and uh, he told the kids that he's going to be uh, uh, out. You know, what, like most weeks or something like that. He has to go to Philly all the time or something. Well, no, that, that was the thing. You know, he just said he was leaving again. And, um, and Betty's like, well, I didn't want to involve the kids. I mean, what a stupid state can you make? Yeah. Um, and uh, and she's like, well, what can we tell him? And he comes up with that. He's like, well, I'm working out in Philly and I can come home on the weekends. And And she gets pissed off. Yeah, she's like, you just came up with that? Did you not just ask me to come up with that? Yeah. For Christ's and then, sake. And then he's like, or I can come home, which is what he wants to do. He probably knows people that have that type of uh, work schedule. Yeah. So, of course, that would come to mind. Listen, I mean, okay, Don is good at uh, keeping, you know, uh, everything in order as far as, you know, making things up go. But, geez, let's not give him too much credit here. Yeah. Eesh. But. She continues to be uh, to be very upset and, and just sends him on his way. She won't uh, answer him what he wants. And... and I mean, let's, you know, let's cut Betty a little credit here. I mean, obviously she has the right to be upset. Sure. You know, I mean. I mean, to this point, he still has not admitted to any wrongdoing. Well, of course not. He's Don Draper. Deny, deny, deny. He's no fool. And then deny some more. Exactly. And so we come back in and we see that uh, little Miss Jane has really gotten... Um, on the friendly side, I guess, of Don, she has bought him some new shirts. She, she, actually, has, she actually turns out to be a pretty good uh, at her job. Yes, yes, getting things done. She has everything set up for the day. She's going to get him his drink, uh, you know, yes, his breakfast. I, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed, and I think he is too. Yeah. We then, uh, we then go to uh, Pea Pants. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't I don't mean that. Freddie uh, goes into what Peggy calls her office. Right. Just try to smooth things over and say, hey, uh, you know what happened yesterday? Could we just, you know, uh, everything go OK? You know, just try yep. to make sure that everything's all right. And Peggy, who, you know, wouldn't be anywhere without Freddie. It's only like, you know what? It's cool. Don't worry about it. We took care of it. Client's happy. No more needs to be said. Yeah, you can see that Peggy likes Freddie as much as we do. Yeah, because, yeah. Because how could you not? Well, other people don't like him. I, I, don't, I don't not like him. I love him. All right. Wish he worked at my office. We would hang out all the time. Be it's hilarious. a little weird. But all right. Okay. Uh, we flash back to the Draper household, and uh, Betty is kind of trying to go through Don's stuff. Uh, she's in the stutter. Uh, and she has a little, like, uh, she's trying to pick the locks on the desk. Yeah, this is the second time now that we've seen her uh, play with this drawer. And, and over the next, what, five episodes, this one drawer becomes uh, more and more of a, a character in and of itself. It's a bit of a focal point. Yep. Um, as she's trying to do this, the screwdriver, whatever she's using, uh, slips out of her hand. And the uh, the help, what is the name of Carla. Carla, who's a lovely person, by the way. She seems uh, very nice. Carla yes. seems to have her business together, if you will. Uh, 
assumes that it's uh, Bobby in there and comes in to get him out of there. And it turns out to be Mrs. Draper. Uh, she tries to uh, have some, you know, kind of kind words with her, speak to her, you know, just as ladies, I guess. Yes. And, uh, of course, Betty's not having it. No, no, she has no interest in, uh, in really taking any any advice or help right now. Or or even just, you know, some uh, sympathy. Just, hey, you know what? You don't look like things are going so well. How about we have some tea? Nope. <laughs> nope. No, I preferred just to be mad. Uh, so then we get uh, we get Don called into Roger's office, John. Yeah, this doesn't go well. Man, this is just 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 would anger anyone alive. You got Pete and that good for nothing Duck Phillips in there, whining and crying about what happened with Freddie. And Freddie has been at this office longer than every single person in that room. Oh, jeez, it's. It's ridiculous. I don't know what Pete's getting out of this. I mean, uh, I guess, you know, you hope to move up in the line, but he just looks like a complete snitch. I'm actually really surprised that uh, Roger is into this. Yeah. I, like, yeah. Out, of, out of anybody, he seems like somebody that would be like, you know what, let's just uh, let's not worry about this. But I think Roger's a businessman, and, and I think when the accounts people are coming to him, he's going to kind of lean their way. Yeah, but I mean, you know, he's known he's known Freddie a long time. Yeah. And it probably yes. and, and as a businessman, it would probably come down to whether Freddie's doing a good job or not. Right. Is he getting stuff done? Is he you know, is he doing his job? And that's what Don's pointing out. It did yeah. not happen in front of clients. The pitch went great. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm all for helping Freddie out. Like, you know, okay, this is, you know, if you're an alcoholic, buddy, let's, you know, let's see if we can, let's see if we can help. But, uh, as, as Roger and Don are drinking over it for Pete, for Pete to go in there and just, you know, completely snitch him out, man, oh man, what a dick. Right. And again, it's not like something happened. You know, it's not like they lost the client. They lost the account. The pitch went bad. You know, should we try to squeeze another nickname for Pete in besides Rapey? So, uh, Rapey Narc Pete, Snitch, Rapey Snitch, Rape. No, I think we're just gonna have to leave it at Rapey Pete. Rapey Tail, Tattletail, Rapey Tail, Rapey, t- Rapey Tail. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you just made that so much creepier than it ever has been. <laughs> Moving on, we yes. uh, we're at the stables again, John, with Arthur. Yes, to the stables and. Honestly, I don't know what car that is he's in front of. It's beautiful. I want to say it's an Alpha, um, but I don't think it is. And I feel bad that I don't know. Uh, but he's oh, this... standing in front of a gorgeous um, old sports car um, that him and his uh, good-for-nothing wife own, I'm guessing. And oh, the... What? I think they're still fiancé right now. Oh, well, okay. Uh, Betty comes over, and this is where Betty starts to take a – Play the evil card. Yeah, she wants to cause trouble. I don't understand this, John. You don't. What is she getting from this? Other than just just because her uh, her, her friend said that uh, Don's perfect guy, she has to go and ruin her life. Absolutely, misery loves company. I've heard that. It doesn't. As it doesn't. Let me tell you right now. Misery loves booze. I'm pretty right. sure that's it. No, and she drinks a lot. Not enough, obviously. Anyway, but, so she tries to. Uh, she try. Well, she, she succeeds in getting 
Arthur concerned for Sarah Beth and then gets him to come and meet them all, all the two girls and him for lunch. He's like, that'd be great. Yay. Fun times. And I mean, he's thinking, all right, I get to go to lunch with, uh, with Betty, but, uh, Betty has other plans. John. Yeah. Well, we already knew from the previous scene that Betty and Sarah Beth had lunch already set. Mm-hmm. This was already a date that they were planning on. Mm-hmm. So, so Sarah, Sarah's already on her way. And it's just, it's one of those really uh, weird, do you see that as soon as Arthur walks away, her, her smile drops and she has this like angry face back. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's ridiculous. But and, we, and we, then, sh- we shoot back to the office. Yes. And the blood drive going. is going on. The blood drive is in full swing, John. And the, uh, the douche crew yeah. is They're- making fun of Freddie. Yeah, right outside the blood drive. They're, uh, yeah, Harry Crane's getting in on it. They're all doing that. And, man, Don just takes a baseball bat across them. I they, love it. This was great. That needed to happen for episodes and episodes now. He tells them to, well, first of all, what do you think you're laughing at? You're standing around here like a bunch of little girls uh, making fun of this guy. We're talking, he had a bad day. Get off him. And that's the other thing is I got to say is that, like, you know, Freddie's kind of friends with these guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he works with these guys all the time. I don't know. But, I, blame, uh, I blame Kinsey for the whole thing. No, but his uh, his line was just, he says, can't you find anything better to do than dine on the drama of other people's lives like a bunch of teenage girls? Oh, that was, oh, man. man. And then and Kinsey actually tries to try and defend him. He's like, it was funny. Oh, is that all you got? Genius? Well, yeah, and Don's like, sure. It's just a guy's name. Oh, man. But uh, so what, what we had seen um, back when Duck and Pete were in the office was that Roger and Don were going to have Freddie out for dinner and let him have it. Let him know. Yeah. And, you know, they, they always just say, you know, you're just going to give you six months to dry out and you can come and then we'll see. But we all know what that means. It's a nice yeah. way of saying you're fired. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Freddie tries every very reasonable way to, to get this to not happen. You know, he's like, clients love me. Is this Duck Phillips? Like, look, we're already laughing about it. Right, when they're out to dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Rogers made up his mind. Yeah. He says, I just, you know, it's just going to happen. You can, and they talk about other places to move. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's too bad. But it's funny because we're letting you go for drinking, uh, but we are going to take you out and booze the pants off you. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, to Freddie's credit, he's very grown up about it. Doesn't cry or storm out. He's well. I think uh, I think crying would be the wrong, <laughs> wrong move, especially in front in front of Don and 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 Roger. Yeah, but he's like, you know, they're they're gonna make a night of it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so they uh, so Roger takes them to this uh, kind of underground speakeasy. Um, gambling joint yeah and uh that was uh our thing in the uh, beginning he couldn't remember uh he couldn't remember the passwords he's like well maybe i can help you remember with my friends here uh what well, he had nicknames for him like mr Moneybags. yeah uh, captain dollar bills and then don introduces himself as tilden cats oh does he yeah no oh, jeez. <laughs> oh jeez. yeah but uh, but anyway, so he has to grease the bouncer twice, 
And they, they get in the elevator. And that's when he says the uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee was the password. Uh, so, you know, they're out gambling. They're having a good time. Uh, this is where Roger lays on them. Uh, you know, hey, man, I know it's. I know what's going on with you and the lady. What's the uh, what's the rub here? What's going on? And Don doesn't want to talk about it. Because well, Don doesn't talk about anything in his personal life. No, he's he just, doesn't. He's just like, don't worry about it. And uh, and then there's a part in this there's a part in the scene where a prostitute comes up and stands next to them for a while. It was really weird. And then and Roger actually says, "Can we help you?" And she walks away. That was strange. That was really weird because it was. I don't. I didn't understand that. Like. Was that just to show that there were prostitutes there? Or she wanted Don to say hi to her and not Roger? I don't, I didn't get that. I didn't. Yes, one of the, one of the few, like, scratch your head things in the show. I, yeah. I but then short, shortly after that, uh, Don looks over and sees Freddie next to uh, his buddy Jimmy Barrett gambling. Oh, man, I love that guy. And he walks over and Jimmy's like, hey, how you doing? Just a great punch. Yeah, he lays he lays uh he lays Jimmy out pretty good. Uh, one of my one of my favorite parts is like you know, immediately uh, Roger sees the bouncers coming, and he's like, "Okay, okay, we're out of here. Everything's good. Everything's fine. We're gonna walk out." And uh, Freddie hands his drink to one of the bouncers, and he's like, "I'm guessing that's not the first time he's been punched in the face." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and he hops up because we find out that there's a boxing champ somewhere in the uh, in the, the 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 joint, the casino. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he hops up. He's like, hey, champ, how'd I do? <laughs> Always with the joke. Yep. Always with yep. the joke, that guy. Good thing he's funny. The funny and the ha-ha. And then we go from the little funny to kind of sad, really. Oh, really sad, man. I mean, what's, you know, they kind of send him off. And uh... and amazingly, Roger keeps it not sad, you know. No, Roger's really good at that. Yeah. With the whole, you want to you watch me? <laughs> with the zipper and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then he says, "Taking him a can." Yeah, uh, yeah. The other yeah. agency. Yeah. It's good. It's good. That's that's a that's a great way to be, in my opinion. I am someone who doesn't like to get into the uh, feelings. Uh, and if you can just if you could just hit three jokes in a row and then walk away, <laughs> you don't have to. That's the uh, that's the secret, folks. If you also hate awkward situations. Just to have the mental capacity to come up with three good ones and then duck out the door. Town's done. Um, yeah, that was that was uh, that was great. Don also handles it very well because yeah, I mean this is the part of the evening. You know, Freddie's had a, sh- I'll say it, a shit ton to drink, and uh, so you know you're probably going to start to get a little emotional. And uh, he's like, "What am I going to do, man? Like, you know, what am I going to tell my wife?" You know. But he's like, you know, what? who am I? What, you know, I've been going there every day. Who am I if I don't go into the office? I mean, that's a real question. Yeah, totally. And Don, you know, Don also handles this kind of stuff really well by just ending it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Take him home. Good. Oh, yeah. You know, the little good night, Freddie. Goodbye, Don. Yeah. Uh. No, it was really good. I mean, Freddie, I think Freddie is a tremendous actor in this, uh, in, in this show. He's really... I mean, you, you really love his character, and you really feel uh, like his pain of, I mean, not just getting fired as much. It's just like, this is his life. I mean, he really he really lives it, and now it's over. At least it's over here. I mean, he probably also knows that he's a bit of an older guy, and it's always a little trickier to uh, 
you know, he's not a creative director. He's not like a... Um, right. He's a mid-level. He's a mid-level. It's a tough... He's not, he's not old enough to retire. Nope. It's kind of a tough road. But yeah. I believe Federer would be okay because he's got, he's got the experience to... And uh, he's good. Yeah. And he'll get job. great references from a, a decent agency. Look at us. Look at us trying to make it okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a show, John. Come on. Uh, so the next the next scene we see is uh, apparently uh, Roger and Don are not done for the night. Well, we know that uh, we know that Don doesn't have to go home, so he's got some time. Oh, uh, Roger knows that too. Roger could also use another drink. It's funny because he does mention his coronaries again as he lights up yeah. <laughs> and takes another drink. I mean, literally, how could you have two heart attacks? Uh, open heart surgery and, and still be drinking and smoking. It seems like you would. It seems like it would just hurt. Oh yeah, no, it's one of those things that'll just hit. It doesn't hurt, you know. It's just it's a bang type of thing. It's not a constant problem. One minute you're good, next minute you're dead. Yes. Okay, I get it. I get it. But uh, uh, but yeah, so the, the, he tries to get him to talk again, and this time he's like, "Yeah, I'm at the uh, I'm at the Roosevelt." Um, it's like, "What that's so hard." And they have a little discussion, and uh, we think we're talking about Don and his relationship, and we find out in a little bit we're not. <laughs> what does Don say about moving forward? He's like, it's your life. You know, it's going to have a bad ending. <laughs> you have to move forward. Like, this can't be it, right? Oh, man. That's and, and Roger leans over and, like, slugs him, just nails him in the shoulder. Here's the thing, though. How many drunk conversations have you had just like this? This week? Exactly. Everybody who's had a few too many has had almost this exact conversation. And it leads and it means nothing, right? Yes. Like everybody's like, ah, what are we going to do, man? And you're like, I don't know, man. It's tough out there. And then you you go home and pass out and you wake up and you're like, man, I really shouldn't talk. (laughs) Uh, But uh, apparently Roger took this one to heart because we find out. Uh, soon after that, uh, I'm just going to skip ahead here. Yeah, let's do it. That uh, he goes home and tells Mona, it's over, John. He's in love with someone new. And we find that out from Mona as she just comes barreling, barreling in uh, Don's office. She looks like like she wants to take a swing at him. What did you tell him? First of all, how is this Don's fault at all? It's not. At all, like in any way. He had no idea. He doesn't even give advice like this. He probably would have advised against it if he had known. He totally would have advised against it. And in, uh, in Don's world, that's just not what you do. No, and and you know, and he's taking a nap. He's probably a little hungover, like that's he's caught yeah. completely off guard. And then, uh, and then you see, uh, you know, Mona kind of barreled by Roger, who's trying to calm her inexplicably. How's that going to work? I don't know. No. Uh, and then you get the great big aha as he goes to comfort Jane. Nah. Shock. I know. Well, because you thought as the episode went on, it might be going towards, you know, Jane and Don maybe getting involved with her being like super nice and the shirts and the smiles mm-hmm. and the concerned looks. Uh, and then like a super big surprise at the end with Roger and Jane and Don just all kinds of fired up. Yeah, Don was uh, Don was not interested in this. He was uh, it was unhappy. To uh, to see that happen, I think uh, probably for the most part of just like 
I'm having a hard time right now, and then you're screwing this up for yourself. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It just seemed... Uh, you know, he, he's in he's in no mood to offer any kind of further advice or comfort or listen. He just says, get her away, you know, get her off my desk and shuts the door on him. But before all this went down, we see... Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll go back. We see Peggers come into his office. Or does he have Peggers in his office? He brings Peggy in. Yeah. And Don is very, he's very cold about this. He's really cold about this, but he says, yeah, that you've been, uh, you've been promoted because Freddie's gone. And as we saw earlier, how much she likes him and how much she, you know, liked Freddie. And, and uh, you know, she, he offers no consolation. He's like, don't be sorry about being good at your job. And, well, she's like, this isn't the way I wanted it to happen. And he's like, well, this is the way it did happen. Yeah. And congratulations. Like the best. Yeah, and he congrats. You know, th- these are like because uh, these are the two, uh, you know, most unpleasant congratulations you'll ever hear. Because he congratulates her, she walks out of the room, goes and just uh, you know hits the gas towards Pete's office, bursts in, lets him have it, and then he congratulates her, and she is just uh, miserable. Pete is a son of a bitch, man. He, he has no remorse for this. How do you get somebody like Freddie fired and not have any remorse? Like, get Kinsey fired and have no remorse. That's fine. But Kinsey, Freddie? apparently, I don't understand how that you're right. Like you said before, because he's like, we'll both get promotions. I know Peggy's going to get a promotion. How does that help? Well, I think it helps him because uh, in Duck Phillips' eyes, he looks like a man of action. I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although yeah. he's just a man of being a jerk off. Um, the next thing we see uh, is uh, the little lunch date happening. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they're out in the back of the, uh, out in the garden area of the restaurant. And, yeah, Mr. Um, Case shows up. He does in a in a in a what looks like yellowish seersucker jacket. This guy couldn't be any douchier. It's called fashion. It's not. All right. She has a lovely red hat on though. She does. Yeah. She does look very nice. Yeah, with, um, the, with the pearls. And the hey, hey. Yeah. Uh, and we flash back to the Draper household. Betty looks at her watch, goes over to the phone, takes it off the hook, and keeps making cookies with the kids. And you're just like, you? What? <laughs> you, Why? Why? Where? Like, uh, I mean, there's a lot of that. I think she has no interest in making Sarah feel better and has every interest in, in oh, getting in, in trouble. Oh, up her life. Yeah. yeah. This is awful. This is so cold. I don't know. More reasons to not like her. I mean, we know she's uh, going I need through a one? lot. Did I need one? But it's funny because Betty's the victim, yet we don't like her. Right. Right. How is this? That's, uh, maybe it's because we're guys. I don't know. Um... It could be. We'll just wait till Kate gets back on the episode. All right. And we get one last little thing here where uh, we, we have an office presentation where they're talking about a nature turtle thing that they're coming up with. And we see that we see, no, we see the first little, little flicker between Duck and Peggy. Where, uh, oh, yeah. I guess I didn't see that. You know, with does, it, I mean, it's funny because you see it like that because we know what happens later in the, uh, in, in the series. But, yeah. uh, you know, for the episode itself, it was just about giving her. The credit of her promotion, really. Yes. You know, listen, Freddie's yes. gone. You're you're picking up the slack. What do you think? Right. So, yeah, you're, uh, you're top on this for uh, creative. So. Which was very cool. Yeah. Great to see. 
But uh, uh, and we already talked about the ending, and and that was it. it. That'll do it, John. I like that the the first line of the ending music was "I'm through with love." Oh man, everybody on this show is. Who's having a good time here? I don't even know. Maybe. Uh, Probably Mr. Case. Who has a successful relationship on the show? Uh, really? Nobody. No one. <laughs> not, no a, one. not a single person is in a... Uh... Crane's about as close as you can get. Well, and even he was kicked out for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. He was sleeping in his white tidy whities at the office. <laughs> I think we all remember that, unfortunately. John. Yes. Are, do people still care about this show? Are we still getting emails and whatnot? Since we went on our one-month hiatus? We were on a hiatus, and I, it's my, completely my fault. But, but I tell uh, you what, we still get people interested. I can't wait. Yes. Did you want to? Let's, let's open up the mailbag. <laughs> we got a new sound effect. Did you like that one? Yeah, no. I, you I, gotta, paid, I paid for the higher quality. Yeah, you got to hit that button again. Yeah, thank uh, you. <laughs> we, we, got, we got two. We got two emails for the mailbag, one of which produced... Yet another stellar piece of artwork. Thank you, listeners. Uh, this one's from a friend of the show, Jen. Uh, she says, I'm behind on the recaps and I'm catching up. You guys are too hard on duck, but I respect your differing opinions. Also, this podcast in which you say Chompsy repeatedly <laughs> was pretty damn funny. Keep up the good work. And uh, you got everybody's going to have to go and, and look at this in the art folder. We have a picture of, of Chauncey or the Chauncey relative with a highlighted name tag. That says, my name is Chauncey, not Chompsy. <laughs> <laughs> if lost, please call Duck Herman Phillips. He, he's a drunk, but he's an okay guy. <laughs> my favorite part about that, John, I'm going to tell you, my, it is my, it, it, it's a brilliant piece of artwork. And as always, we thank Jen for her support in the show. Um, but the fact that I was, kept calling him Chompsy without even knowing. <laughs> I'm not doing that to be funny. I don't even know what I'm doing. Chompsy. Chauncey, well, Chauncey, 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 there you go, Chauncey, Chauncey is funnier, it is, uh, and, and that was great, thank you, Jen, and our other email from the, to, to, what's the, what's the email, again, for everybody, no, you've, oh, it's the staff, it's staff at madmenrecap.com, all right, and our second one of this, uh, this show, we got from Rose in Portland, Oregon, thank you, Rose, uh, she wants to just tell us how much she enjoys the podcast, and agrees with us and many others about January Jones and her bad acting and, um, you know, the way her character is written. Just like we just said, uh, Rose says that she's not sympathetic to her, even though Don's the cheater. I don't get it. Yeah. It's a, I she don't actually, get it, ladies. Get this. She actually feels sorry for Don. Oh, jeez. And uh, encouraged him to find another woman. And he, she actually would have liked to see the Mankin work out. I, I don't understand the Mankin, but okay. Um. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you very much, Rose. Thank you, Rose. And we got uh, we got several several interesting people and comments from our Facebook page. Thank you, Facebookers. We appreciate all the Facebook participation. Please keep it coming. And that again is the Mad Men recap on, on Facebook face, on the Facebooks where the kids hang out. That's right. We got a couple of uh, a couple of funny ones. Uh, but your favorite. Let's just skip to your favorite, because uh, my favorite. Yeah, feel, yeah. Feel feel free to go and read all the comments on that. Yeah, the wall, the, uh, the 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 art comments. The favorite was uh, we got Lexi as we were in our hiatus, and Lexi says waiting for a uh, waiting for the podcast is like waiting for a super hot, amazing, rich, and surprisingly non douchey guy to call after you've gone on a life changing date. Pure torture. Do you understand how much you're hurting people, Paul? 
Do I understand? No, I don't, John. I have no conscience when it comes to that. I just, uh, I just do these things willy nilly. <laughs> and apparently, uh, well, oh, I guess before we get to our voicemail, we'll do one last thing. We'll hit up our iTunes comments. We're um, all the way up to thirty-seven reviews with twenty-one five stars. Thank you, everybody. Twenty-one five stars, 21 John. Five stars. That's amazing. What's going on, you people? You're too good to us. I feel bad because I did miss out on uh, I did miss out on um, our friend uh, the Marganot. Marganot actually had commented before our last episode, and uh, somehow the way it's lined up, I didn't see it. So I do want to say thank you very much. Um, that one we got was uh, really funny. It actually says the uh, three things I've learned from the Mad Men recap. Uh, number one, Paul and John are the click and clack of Mad Men talk. Yeah, yeah. Number two, podcasting is better if you enjoy an old-fashioned while doing it. Indeed. And number three, everybody hates Duck, apparently except for Jen. Uh, oh. love, you, love you guys. Can't wait for uh, – can't wait until uh, July 25th, season four. Thank you very much. Uh, we got two quick more. Libby from Des Moines, Iowa. I love this show and listen every time a new episode comes out. If you can't get Kate back, you need another lady on the show to represent. Oh, boy. Oh, geez. Keep up the great work, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. Thanks, Liv. Uh, can and, I just give a quick comment about yeah. Kate? Everyone, we appreciate your concern. Uh, we have negotiated successfully for Kate to return for uh, season four, so you will hear her glowing vi- her voice uh, melting over this microphone so very soon. Hooray! Yeah, we could all we could all use uh, some Kate back in our lives here on the show. So uh, get yeah, excited! Yeah. And last one on the reviews: B in Virginia. This is the best Mad Men podcast, hands down. A great podcast. We live past episodes. Can't wait for the new season. Thanks, everybody, for voting us. We're still shooting for what? The front page? Is that We're shooting what? for the front page and maybe the uh, moniker of best podcast ever on the internet that we've seen. That's, the, that's what I would like for it to say. And now what do we got? We've got one voicemail, John. All right. Now, people, I'm, re- I'm really sorry we can't get better quality on these voicemails, but um, I blame myself, but more, more so I blame Steve Jobs because uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a garage band problem. So here, I'm, I'm just going to play it through my mic. I, I hope we can all hear it. I think the last two have been at least intelligible, uh, but, but we, we love the calls. It's the best part. So here we go. Sorry, it always takes me a minute. Oh, jeez. Hey guys, this is Brian in Richmond, Virginia. I just want to call and tell you, first of all, how much I enjoy your podcast. I found out about it from uh, listening to the That's What She Said podcast about The Office. Um, my wife and I discovered uh, Mad Men after the first season on DVD, and we've been very sucked into it. Um, we're of the age where we were both born in the late 60s and can kind of remember from the early 70s. A few of the things left over from the 60s that were shown on the TV. I specifically remember my parents having one of those cigarette holders like um, they have where they pulled out the top and the cigarettes kind of spilled open. Um, Anyway, I did want to say that, um, John, I know your brothers mentioned that you sound like John Hamm on the podcast. I actually believe you sound like Jeff Garland from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, Your your voice sounds a lot more like his. Um, Anyway, great podcast. I enjoy listening to it. And uh, keep it up, and uh, we'll see you on your next podcast. Thank you very much, and thank you. Well, there you go. Thank, thank you. you uh, thank you very much, Brian. We appreciate uh, the calls. They're, uh, they're, they're I'm a- lovely. 
I'm going to guess that that is B in Virginia who gave us that last five-star comment. Oh. <laughs> I Perfect. Guess, I guess so. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. That's fa- Now, who is this that he mentioned? Who is the Curb Your Enthusiasm guy? You know, I, I don't know. Uh, I think I do. <laughs> I think I do, but I don't. I actually been meaning to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm because um, I've started to, to actually really like uh, what's his name. Um, uh, you know, the, the guy, the, the main guy. Larry David. Larry David. I, I've actually become quite quite a fan. I don't know why. Well, there you go. So at least somebody doesn't think I sound like John Hamm. Oh, but jeez. You still sound like Adam Carolla. I still sound exactly like Adam Carolla. It was funny. Just a little tidbit. Sorry if we're running a little over. But I was out with some friends today watching the World Cup. And I, I somehow I got started about how I have this podcast. And I was telling the story about how one of our listeners uh, thought that my brother sounded just like John Hamm. And how uh, someone else said that I sound like Adam Carolla. Now, there were a bunch of people there that I didn't know, friends of friends. And this guy from the other side of the table was like, no, no, they're right. You sound just like Adam Carolla. <laughs> <laughs> I said, thank you, sir. And he's like, no, 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 in a good way. And I'm like, you can just stop talking. He's like, no, I mean, he's just, just. I was like, oh, my God. But we, needless to say, haven't become friends with that guy. Uh, but I, I, guess, I guess it's good to sound like somebody. I don't know. John. Paul. Great show. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, Let's try to do another one soon. All right. We'll do our best. All right. Good job. Bye-bye. Bye.